You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello everyone. Pastor Andy here for Alter Echo this morning. Thank you for joining me on this weekend leading up to Sunday, October 17th. I'm sitting here at my kitchen table with a hot steaming cup of coffee on a fall, crisp Friday morning. The sun is shining and it's just one of those great fall mornings in Minnesota that we love. I think things like hot chocolate and s'mores and things like that are going to be coming out more and more in these next few weeks before we finally launch our way into those next months of winter. And I'm so glad that we're here together on this weekend uh, as we share in this time together. Lots going on in the Bible and in our series uh, through Brian McLaren's book called We Make the Road by Walking. We're on chapter 6 this week. The title is called Plotting Goodness. And it's all around Genesis 12 and the call of Abram. So I'm going to read these verses for you. It's Genesis 12, 1 through 9. Get your Bible out if you'd like, please, and follow along. And then let's, uh, let's ruminate on this a little bit for our, for our message, for our sermon, for hopefully our inspiration this week, guided by the Holy Spirit. So here is Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 9. You know this story well. Now, the Lord called to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran, Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot and all the possessions that they had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the place to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Moreh. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages toward the Negev. Dear friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow, nine verses and so much happens, including an awareness that Abram really didn't sit down and stay in place for too long, did he? He went to the first place that God was leading him, set things up probably for some of his people, then moved on. Maybe they all moved on. Maybe they all picked up and moved on again, although I doubt it because I think there's a a calling and a gift here that is supposed supposed to multiply through them in all kinds of different places. And then he moved on again and again. And so you hear about this journey of Abram and this, uh, this journey that is supposed to be around blessing others. 
So what are we going to say about this today? The title of the book I told you or of the chapter in the book this week is called Plotting, Plotting Goodness. <laughs> I love it and I really think this is a joyful text this week, especially after last week's texts of Cain and Abel and the flood and all the destruction that um, we have to imagine when we hear those stories. This is a, this is a text of new life. This is really a text of kind of resurrection. I'm going to say this, just really two things, and then I want to tell you a quick little story. The word go happens right in the beginning of the, of the reading today. Go from your country. It's the call to discipleship. Early in the Bible here, again, from the very beginning, God makes it real clear that he is calling us to go, to get out of our routines, the places we feel comfortable and entrenched in, and to get out of those so that we have a, a newness that comes about us so that we can be his followers, his disciples, and live out and share the message of God for the people of the world. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. It's not just a physical land, but it's a different place for us to be aware that as our eyes have been opened to faith, we are here to help others' eyes be opened to faith and to God and to a different understanding of life in the world. So I just wanted to share that first. That's the call to discipleship. And if it's a call to Abraham, our great father in faith, and Israel's great father of faith, and the, the, the Muslim world's great father of faith, we all share this together that Abraham's call is the call to everyone to be aware of God and to let the world be aware of God. But then here is the sole purpose of this call besides making people aware of God. It is, and you heard it, so that you will be a blessing. So that you will be a blessing. Here's the story. Pastor Kim asked me on Wednesday when we were doing our text study podcast. She said, what does blessing, you know, what is being a blessing? What does being blessed mean to you? And I said, my sense of the Bible is that being blessed is being confronted by God or being in the presence of God, standing there face to face. If we personified God, God would be a person standing face to face and God putting God's hands on our shoulders and looking deeply and warmly into our eyes and telling us, you are my child and I love you more than you could ever know and I accept you for who you are because I created you. And that's what a blessing is. A blessing is known you are in, knowing you are enveloped in the accepting, warm love of God. And it changes you. It changes you. Have you ever stopped to think about what it might mean to be blessed by God? Most of us don't do that. Most of us just don't have that awareness, I don't think, daily. And yet it's the promise and gift of our baptisms that every day we wake up and we are baptized children of God. But God... God so accepts you and so warmly tells you that you are the apple of his eye. That's in the Bible all over the place too. 
and that you are blessed by him. You are accepted. You are given a a love that empowers you in different ways. And that's your calling, not just to be blessed, though, but to be a blessing to others. So the, the, the number one question this week, and it's really very simple, and I think this has to do with plotting goodness. <laughs> it's our job at the core of our faith. If you know you are blessed, if you know you have that warm, accepting love of God about you, what does it look like to bless others? What does it look like to give that kind of same blessing that warmth, that love that is unconditional, that is, that is so exciting because it might turn something on in somebody else. They might even hear or feel something from you for the very first time. What does it look like for you to be a blessing to others? I was sitting in line at Starbucks some years ago, and the car in front of me I, I, could, I knew uh, was one of my son's uh, teammates from the swim team he and his girlfriend. And so when I got to the speaker to order my coffee, before even this car in front of me got to the front of the line to pay, I ordered my coffee and then I told the barista that I wanted to pay for his and his girlfriend's order too. <laughs> Not a big mistake at all, but it, it kind of was shocking because I got to the I got to the uh, to the front, toward the front, and of course I saw them waving to me when uh, they realized that they didn't have to pay for their order. And then I got to the window and my coffee was probably about $3 or something like that, but their order was about $13. <laughs> and what I'm hoping is that they ordered everything. And I guess I know they did because they already said it on the speaker, on the microphone, you know, when they were the car ahead of me. Uh, they made their order before they ever knew that I was going to pay it forward, that I was going to uh, pay for them. So, you know, it's one little example of, of going beyond and outside of ourselves and wondering, how can I be a blessing to others? Because that's our job. Our job, your primary job as God's child in this world is to be a blessing to others. So some of the cliches come to mind like, it's not about you. This life is not about you. From from God's perspective, and when your eyes are open to faith, This life is not about you. It is about you looking out just like Abraham did and seeing the world around you like the stars of the sky and the sands of the ocean. It's that big. And asking yourself, hasn't God called me to be a blessing to this world? How am I going to do that? I can pay it forward in all kinds of different ways. It's a good cliche. I think what would Jesus do is another cliche that we've often used in the past. It's not so popular now. But if I'm thinking in terms of how I can bless others, I also have to ask myself, what would Jesus do? And you know, Jesus would welcome. Jesus would forgive. Jesus would love. Jesus would reconcile. Jesus would challenge somebody to do the same, which is good. But that's what it means to be a blessing to others. I had a fellow in my congregation some years ago, different congregation from this one, who was a retired Marine um, admiral, I guess he probably was. And he was just a wonderful and lively guy. And I would say good morning to him and I would say, how are you doing? And his response almost always was, it's another day in which to excel. (laughs) And I love that. But I think he was saying he was a very faithful Christian, Lutheran, person of faith. 
And I think that was his way of saying, I've got to be intentional and aware of how I can be excellent toward people, toward the world. Make a difference. If that's one of your mantras, make a difference. Make a good difference. That's what it means. That's implied. But to make a difference is to bless people with your blessing, the blessing you've received from God. Make your life count. It was one of Gustavus Adolphus's great ad campaigns some years ago. Make your life count. You're not invisible. None of us is. We can make ourselves invisible, I suppose, by just being quiet and doing nothing, but you're not meant to be invisible. You're meant to be a blessing. You're meant to make your life count for others. See, this is all about this calling from God not being about us. The beauty of this is that we are blessed. We are enveloped by God. He, God puts his hands on, his, on our shoulders in a sense and looks us in the eyes like a loving parent and says, I love you. You are my child. I have blessed you. I have made you acceptable and good. And now go out into the world with that so that you can look at others and say, I love you. What does that look like for you? How exciting is that? Think of the possibilities and the potential. If we were so aware, so self-aware, that this is our core calling, and that our job in life is to plot goodness everywhere we go, how might you do that? It's not the big things, I'm guessing. It's just the little things. It's, it's the lifestyle change in us that we go through when we are aware of this that changes us and changes the world. I'm going to end today with a quote from Richard Rohr. It's quite good and it really applies in this situation. He says this, Christianity is a lifestyle, a way of being in the world that is simple, nonviolent, shared, and loving. However, we made it into an established religion. He's got quotes around religion and all that goes with that and avoided the lifestyle change itself. One could be warlike, greedy, racist, selfish, and vain in most of Christian history and still believe that Jesus is one's personal Lord and Savior. The world has no time for such silliness anymore. The suffering on earth is too great. Richard Rohr is a Roman Catholic priest. He's a giant in our um, Christian world right now. You, my friends, have been blessed to be a blessing. You've been blessed to be a blessing. How exciting is that? How good is that? How does God's blessing of you live in you and how is it awakened in you in a new way right now? so that you will turn and walk out of church on Sunday if you happen to be in church or walk out the door today after you've listened to this and have an entirely new sense of plotting goodness with your life everywhere you go. Let the blessing that is inside of you be awakened and alive and even on fire as you live for the God of love in this world for God's people, every single last one of them. 
Can't wait to be with you in church on Sunday. If you're going to be there, everyone, so glad that we've shared this time together at Alter Echo Podcast. I will pray for you and thank you for praying for me and for us. And I look forward to being again with you very, very soon. God's love and blessing (laughs) to you. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.